Are you ready to be connected? You're listening to the Insured Connection Podcast by Pica Group, a pro-assurance company, where we provide expert advice for your practice when you need it most. We connect you with industry leaders to discuss timely topics so you can listen, learn, and get back to caring for your patients. Now, let's connect. All right. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us again on an episode of the Insured Connection. I am your host, Dr. Adrian Ross, and I couldn't be more excited, to be honest with you, than to bring on two of our, what we call around PICA, our heavy hitters. Um, these two are some of the most talented attorneys that I have come across. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give you know a small introduction, but I've asked them specifically as we go further on into our conversation uh, to talk a little bit more about what they do. So Again, this is the Insured Connection, and we are speaking to all of our lines, and so this will be applicable to everyone, as we've all had um, our fair our fair bit of experience with either audits and appeals or anything to that effect, but I think this would be very useful for everyone. So, Kevin West and Andrew Alder, welcome to the show. Uh, hello, uh, Dr. Ross. Good to, be, good to be with you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So... What everyone probably doesn't realize is that, you know, Kevin West has been practicing, you know, and practicing law specifically with audits and appeals and, and litigations for probably, gosh, Kevin, I would say almost the inception of PICA, would you say? Uh, yes, uh, I've been doing work with PICA for about 35 years now. Exactly. So for all those who don't know, if you've never had the experience of, of meeting Kevin or working with him, um, but Kevin West is a pretty big name around PICA, and we've had the privilege of being able to have him serve a lot of our clients um, with respect to this. So, you know, and I'm also incredibly, incredibly honored that I've actually had the opportunity to not only work with Kevin, but also with his partner, um, Andrew Alder. Andrew, welcome to the show again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, I was going to ask, Andrew, can you give our listeners a little bit more of a background as to what your specialty is and how you kind of came to where you are now, you know, working with the PICA clients? Sure. Um, I don't have 35 years like Kevin does, um, but I'm, I'm a litigator and healthcare law attorney. Um, throughout my career, I've litigated cases in a wide range of areas including general commercial litigation, employment discrimination, personal injury and insurance litigation, um, and even local government and municipality law. But over the past uh, three to four years, I've focused my practice in healthcare law, um, representing medical providers in medical malpractice lawsuits, licensure board disciplinary matters, um, civil rights actions related to healthcare and prison facilities, uh, HIPAA privacy and security compliance, um, and also billing audits and investigations. And with regard to that last one, um, in particular, over the past couple of years, I've become increasingly involved in defending doctors, um, including PICA insurance in uh, Medicare overpayment audits and, and appeals. So, Andrew, you mentioned defending doctors, you know, and that's uh, it's funny because obviously, you know, I've seen you personally in action defending doctors. And that's something that um, I think a lot of our listeners and a lot of those who are at PICA, if they haven't actually spent time with you or Kevin, they don't know how much is going on behind the scenes. You know, so Kevin, I'll shift over to you. Can you give us a little bit of a sneak peek as to what are some of the cases that you've been working on and, 
you know, a little bit of behind the scenes of, as to what your day to day is. Yes. Yeah, so we handle a variety of cases for, for PICA. Uh, we, we do things like licensure discipline where a podiatrist is accused by his state board of some kind of wrongdoing. We handle medical malpractice cases. And to the point of this podcast, we do all kinds of defense of audits and investigations against uh, PICA's insureds. So a Medicare audit, a Medicaid audit, a commercial insurance audit, a false claims investigation against a doctor. Those are things that we handle. We do, we do those nationwide uh, because in the Medicare system, you're not practicing before a state court, you're practicing in front of an administrative law judge. And so attorneys are actually able to do that on a nationwide basis. So Andrew and I have the opportunity to really interact with doctors throughout the United States, uh, handle their cases, represent them. And uh, as far as behind the scenes, uh, these cases involve a tremendous amount of documentation, hundreds or thousands of pages of medical records. We have paralegals supporting us as we organize those records. We have a team of consultants and experts who we work with, coders and billers, podiatric experts, statistical experts. It, it's just a huge team effort to be able to actually handle uh, one of these particular cases. Okay, so Kevin, I'm going to ask you first, and then uh, I'll go ahead and have Andrew go ahead and respond after. But if you had to say, what is your secret sauce to why you are so successful, you and your successful in these cases? Well, I, I think it, it comes down to really two things from my standpoint. We're, we're not necessarily smarter than any other attorneys, but we do have the advantage of experience and that's invaluable and in handle these cases. I, I, I believe at this point, by my last count, we've done 1,400 to 1,500 Medicare audits, appeals of various types. And you, you just learn a lot as you work with doctors, as you work with your experts, and you interact with Medicare personnel over that many years and that many cases. And so having the experience is a big part of what we've been able to accomplish. And then the second, second thing is the network of experts that we've been able to develop and work with over the years, coding and billing experts, statistical experts, uh, podiatry experts, that having that network that we can turn to and work with consistently on these cases is just a great advantage. Andrew, thoughts you have? Yeah, so Dr. Ross, when you asked that question, there were three things that immediately came to mind, two of which uh, Kevin covered, um, experience and expertise, uh, as, as well as a network of, of experts that we've worked with and learned from. I'll just say briefly on the experience and expertise from, from my standpoint, I was very fortunate when I started getting into this work a few years ago to have to work alongside Kevin and learn from him and his experience, his 35 years of experience. And so, you know, that 
that's just been an invaluable resource for me and has helped me as I've, as I've gotten into this work. The third thing that I would add is that Kevin and I are fortunate enough to be with a firm that has excellent and competent support staff um, from paralegals to legal assistants to IT staff. Uh, th those things are critical and that support staff is critical and helping us do this work and, and be successful. Want to receive a monthly newsletter with topics from the Insured Connection? Head over to pikagroup.com forward slash insured connection and join our email list to have it delivered right to your inbox. So what I'll say is um, for both of you and just the team that you had mentioned, you're, I mean, you're battling cases of upwards of $200,000 in overpayment. I mean, these are pretty substantial cases. Would you agree? Uh, yes, and in fact, uh, I wish I wish they were only two or three hundred thousand. We, are, I, I think, our highest case that we've seen uh, is in, in the millions of dollars. Actually, we've got several cases right now in excess of a million dollars, and these are often small podiatry offices uh, or small chiropractic offices. So. When, you, when the cases involve a statistical extrapolation, they can involve very, very large sums of money. And then some of the cases involve very expensive products like skin substitutes and amniotic fluid. And those cases also can tick up to very high numbers. So uh, over the past few years, we've seen some very large dollar amount cases. Yeah, and again, like I mentioned, I mean, I have had the privilege of seeing both of you, um, you know, in, in dealing with clients and the way that you compose yourself. Um, it really does, you know, when a when a physician is dealing with potentially losing their their livelihood, you know, it's pretty substantial. And so um, we're indebted to you, Andrew. I know you've done experience a lot with um, even durable medical equipment, you know, and you've. Um, yeah, you seem to somewhat have even postured yourself to learn as much as possible, not just on the legal aspect. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I, I would agree. And, and that's actually kind of a fun part about this for us as we get to learn about, you know, these various medical services and, and codes. And, um, you know, I, I learned something new with, with every case. And, um, yeah, it really spans. I mean, there are certain types of services that we've that we see more often, but um, it, it really varies and we get to learn from that. And, and uh, that's, that's kind of a fun part from our end. One thing, uh, Dr. Ross, I would add, you know, when I first started working for PICA, I did medical malpractice work. And then this new endorsement came out in the late nineties that covered Medicare audits and licensure matters. And you know, the, the medical malpractice cases always are the most sexy. They're the ones that get the most attention. <laughs> and, but the thing I've learned is that a medical malpractice case typically is not going to ever end anyone's career. Mm. And the insurance coverage is going to pay any settlement or verdict. And most people just move on from those and it's not a big deal. But a Medicare audit, or a Medicare investigation or a Medicare termination, those can sometimes be uh, potentially career ending events for doctors 
because they have to pay any money back to Medicare out of their own pocket. The, the insurance covers their defense, but it doesn't cover the repayment. And some doctors are totally dependent on Medicare patients for their livelihood. And if, if they're uh, removed from the program or have a problem, that, that can potentially have a financially devastating result. So even though, even though the medical malpractice cases are sexy, the, the Medicare cases and these administrative things are the ones that can really have a, a career-threatening impact on a doctor. You're right, and I appreciate other, you saying that. That's a, oh, I'm sorry, Andrew, go ahead. I, I was just gonna add, you know, we've, we've talked about the big dollar cases which, which obviously are important and can be career ending, but you know, we handle a lot of smaller cases as well. As well and those are important too. Those are important to, to the doctors. Um, they're trying to, uh, you know, they want to defend their, their medical charting and their, and their billing and be justified in what they are, uh, what they're billing and what they're being reimbursed for. And, and the doctors learn a lot, even from those smaller cases so that they can improve their charting and, and and gain some education through the through the process so that in future audits they can be successful and and don't end up with those big dollar cases so i, I think the the small cases are important as well well said um that's essentially what i was getting to and why we decided to have you both on because a lot of the cases that are given so much attention aren't necessarily the bulk of the cases that are truly, you know, kind of stealing the livelihood from a lot of our uh, insurers. So both of you, thank you so much. Um, again, everyone, Kevin West and Andrew Alder uh, from Parsons, Bale and Latimer, really, really honored to have you as our heavy hitters here at PICA. Um, for all of our lines that are listening in, if you want more information, please go to the PICA website. Um, you can go ahead and you can find the Insured Connection and listen to our podcast, but I'm sure if not more than anything else, um, you will benefit from this. And I wanted to offer at least any, anything closing from Mr. West and Mr. Alder, if you would like to say to our insurers. Yeah, I, you know, we, we talked about this earlier, Dr. Ross, just maybe offering a, a few pearls or just a few points of advice to practitioners who are out there listening and, and this is based on, you know, years of handling these cases and what we see as we go out and visit with doctors. But I really would encourage people to make an investment in their, in their billing software, in their billing staff, so that you have good people around you who are handling the process of coding and billing, because as a doctor, your reputation is on the line. Uh, I would also say, you know, too many doctors bill based on word of mouth, what, what the guy down the street said, or what the senior doctor they're buying their practice from does, or the senior doctor in their practice does, or they base their coding and billing based on the fact that Medicare happened to pay a claim. And, and none of those things are determinative. Just because Medicare pays a claim, it does not mean the claim was correctly submitted. It, submitted. it simply means that Medicare hasn't reviewed the medical record or done an audit. So I would just encourage people to become educated, 
to surround yourself with good people who are doing this for you and to uh, to be very aware that when you deal with the federal government, you've, you've got to just be extremely careful. So I'd be interested in any thoughts Andrew would have on those topics. That's uh, well said. I don't think I have a lot to add other than, you know, I, I think from, from our perspective, when we get involved in these cases, whether it's through education or representing uh, the doctor before an administrative law judge, um, we're, we're on your side. Um, we're, uh, you know, we're there to, to serve and help you. And that's, you know, Kevin talked earlier about the behind the scenes work that goes on. We know that doctors are very busy and they don't have the time for this cumbersome process. And, and that's where we come in to assist with that and, and help with that. Um, obviously the doctor has to put time in as well, um, and, and work with us, but we're there to do the legal work and to sort of guide doctors through the, the very cumbersome process of defending, um, these audits and going through the appeal process. And, uh, we get a lot of value out of that and really enjoy working with, with the doctors in that process. Uh, Dr. Ross, if I could add also a couple things, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. So. One, one thing that I am continually seeing out there, and I, I see thousands of medical records coming into our office as we're handling these cases, the advent of electronic health record has been both a blessing and a curse. And the blessings are obvious, the efficiency and some of those things, but too often we see horrifically bad medical records generated off software that software is that is not oriented to podiatry that has all kinds of drop down menus and all kinds of carry forward capabilities and you end up with five and six and seven page notes that are just a huge lettuce salad of stuff that doesn't really matter that doesn't pertain to the visit that is cloned from one visit to another so our ability to defend a doctor in an audit is going to always come back to the quality of their medical record. And if we have a very sloppy, junky, electronic record, doesn't matter how good of an attorney you are, we are going to have difficulty defending that case. So I would urge doctors to be more careful, more conscientious about how they use these electronic records. It's a great tool but too often it's a tool that's being completely misused. Well said, Kevin. I could not echo your statements anymore. Uh, that was, yes, I, can, I cannot tell you how, uh, how appropriate that comment was. Well, Kevin, Andrew, thank you both so much for joining us. Uh, this has been incredibly enlightening. And that's it for this week's episode, but let's continue connecting. If you're enjoying the Insured Connection, don't forget to leave a review on your streaming platform and subscribe now so you can connect with us each time we post a new episode. To stay connected with us throughout the week and to tell us topics we should discuss on future episodes, go to pikagroup.com forward slash insured connection.